welcome to Bible Studies with the Twins. I'm Lori. And I am Michelle, and we are your hosts for this podcast. Excited to have you here. We are twin sisters just sharing our love of reading the Bible for the very first time to encourage you to do the same. We're not Bible experts. We're just two girls who fell into false teachings, law of attraction, manifesting, didn't know God's word. So we are sharing our journey to encourage you to join along with us to know the truth. We hope our Bible studies bless you along your walk with Christ. So join along with us, grab your Bibles, and let's get started. Before we get into our Matthew Bible study, we wanted to let you know this was the first book of the Bible that we started reading after coming out of false teachings, new age things. So please remember, Lori and I are new to reading and studying God's Word. We have learned a lot over the years, not just with about God's Word and the Bible, But in the book of Matthew as well, we came across other people later after we recorded all of our Matthew Bible studies that taught us new insights. So we might squeeze in other little talks of just sharing those little things along the journey of these Matthew Bible studies. Please go make sure you check out our Matthew resource page where we're going to link up all the resources. If you hear something, please give Lori and I grace and mercy along our journey. We're still learning and growing and Jesus is still working on us and changing us. So we hope you enjoy these Matthew Bible studies. Hey, hey girls, welcome to the recap of what we've learned so far from the book of Matthew. And so just recapping chapters one through four. And just reflect, this is an opportunity to go deeper. Deeper, because we don't want you to, to rush through the chapters. We do want you to really sit, reflect back. That's also what the meditating the word is is that to keep meditating on what you just read and are taking in. So we thought recapping every once in a while will help us to to deepen that reflection. And we want to share, there's a new podcast that we came across. It's called Exploring the Strange Bible. With, and it's With Tim Mackey. And we came across that he had also had a podcast. He's also part of the Bible Project. Shelf realized that he had his own podcast and he too went over a lot of great information so he had episodes on the book of Matthew like oh perfect yeah. we're listening to them to get even more knowledge and understanding of what is happening and it's like 40 I think just on going over the book of Matthew we're excited to add that in as another resource I apologize my kids are here so they're gonna be in the background Screaming. Um, but uh, so it's just when I when Michelle introduced his podcast to me, and we started listening to some of the episodes, and we highly encourage you to after you yeah. watch, just go and listen to them as well, so you can this his excitement and his his passion for teaching others about he not also, only the Bible but really about who Jesus was. Yeah, it's been so inspiring. Yeah, um, he also shares the same I believe the same sermons on his YouTube channel so if you prefer to see a video of him speaking yeah I've listened to both on both both platforms or whatever so we're yeah. excited to just kind of recap everything that we took in to reading a word reading looking down reading a lot from our notes we're doing our best to to study as much as we can right. and to be honest with you on our journey as we're kind of relearning this all so going into me again especially after hearing Tim's podcast and really seeing everything I can, even though we haven't even finished the book of Matthew, of how, and all these guys kind of pinpoint how he was so particular of how he was writing this book and the way he did it and the words he used and the stories he used. It's mm-hmm. there too, it's just that, that art, that art of storytelling and really portraying who Jesus was has been very, very moving to me at a deeper, deeper level. And it's just been very fun to yep. get and see. And now I just have a more appreciation 
of Jesus, of who he is and what he wants us to do. Kind of chapter one again highlights, again, it's about the genealogy. The point that I highlighted from some of my notes is that we are not forgotten and God does care about us and that he knows everything mm -hmm. and he has everything designed perfectly outlined and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. It's just really, really powerful. Yeah, that's one. I just want to make notes. It's coming from again the the Strange Bible podcast notes. He when he shared of the, the importance of the genealogy listed, he didn't go into much detail that everyone was there for a reason. It's some of the other commentaries, and I want to pass it. It was definitely what I liked about him. Again, we encourage you to go listen to it. He does really help you just see things from a different like perspective. perspective. And totally. It's, it has been very a nice addition and to the And that's why his whole thing is like helping you stay curious because that keeps you always learning and wanting to be in the presence of Jesus, right? So he again reminded us that the story, Matthew's also showing this, was that the origin, it's the origin of Jesus and that Matthew understood the importance of where you come from, who was part of your family shapes who you are. Along with that I wrote, so this helps to see this because sometimes we can doubt ourselves, we can doubt the family that we have, and just our general history as of our of our life as we're not good. Mm -hmm. And um, to and we're not good enough to be used by God. We're you know sideways said he's gonna forget about us type thing. But seeing the genealogy from a different perspective is is showing that Jesus's past and his lineage and why Matthew, I think, brought in certain people is to show us that it doesn't matter. God and Jesus want to go to the more broken people and help fix them, heal them, to show them God's love and God's ability. I think we learned going into the birth now story of Jesus. I, here in Matthew, it's coming from the perspective of Joseph, as we learned later on the Luke story of the birth of Mary. Again, let us know if we're getting this right, too, if you know. But from the Luke story of the birth of Jesus is from Mary's perspective. So it is kind of cool to see that this, because we see most, we do see that. This is Joseph wrestling with, well, he wants to divorce Mary in secret. Like, who can who can have a baby and not? Like, So it just goes to show that how human is. I think Joseph also reminds all of us. Like, we're trying to do good, but we're trying to understand stuff, but we can't. And then, you know, God saw this and knew of that he would struggle with this and, and uh, brought, you know, an angel to, to give him his clarity and I just think that was a really cool thing to know that this is this is Joseph's perspective of sharing the birth of, of Jesus. But also we, we learn here that Holy Spirit is mentioned twice, one back in the Genesis story about creation and then now it's almost the sense Matthew knew how important that was to bring about spirit in terms of how important he was trying to get across how truly important Jesus is. And that adds, you know, back in Genesis, which we haven't read yet, but they, you know, the scriptures all tie in together. But as mm -hmm. Michelle said, back when God created it, it was nothing. It was darkness and he created the light. And so to me, it can almost look like Jesus is the same way. Yeah. Mary was just a lady who did not have sex, but yet she was able to have a baby. So to me, it's like he built something from nothing. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's just a really great message to remember of how powerful, how powerful God it is, is. And how, how he knows what he's doing. And also we learn Yahweh, again in the Old Testament, Yahweh means Yahweh saves. And so I think it was kind of, Tim goes, and I'm probably butchering this, so go please listen to his podcast, I'll link it below, but how it, people were like, no, is he Yahweh or is he Yahweh saves? And like, there's just, that's just kind of the debate. And I feel like some of that still is saying, but it's his name as well as his destiny. So I think some people have a hard time really understanding that it's one and the same. 
So anyway, I thought he, he did a great job of kind of explaining more of that. Yeah, and then going into more of the chapter two with the wise men coming, I think I wrote here to remind myself again, remembering the wise men didn't really believe in Jesus. These were not true believers. Yet they still came him to worship him, which I know we mentioned that. But the thing I also wrote is that the key thing to remember here is they worship Jesus because of who he is, not always for what he can do. They yeah. just came to worship Jesus. Yep. Like, and that's something I think a lot of us sometimes in our humanness world, we want, 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 we want all these things. But remember, in coming to prayer and God, he wants us just to worship him, who he is, not always for what he can do for us in our human life here on earth. And find that's a key reminder yeah. for us to remember as a quality for us humans to remember. Yeah. We need to praise God just for who he is, not always... And I catch myself in my prayers going right to my wants. Like, no, I need to praise you more. It's all practice, and God, God grants us grace and mercy, right? So we're grateful for that. I also may just make note here, again, a bigger, the bigger picture of Jesus and what he came to do and God's plan was to pretty much renew humanity. He, he see, he, God sees his, what he created, you know, just not going right and that's what we saw in the Old Testament him first choosing the people of Israel to start with them to renew it that way and then they failed and so then, then Jesus came to do it for everybody and so I want to emphasize again that Jesus came to save save all who who want to put their faith and trust well, want in to follow him, him. want to follow God's kingdom yeah. is more of Jesus's teachings those things we can follow and live by but yeah like the promises we realize you can't really look back at some especially the Old Testament promises you can see them as hope and that God does what he says he's going to do. He is always trying to save us and he loves us. But some of the more specific things, those when the scriptures can get twisted. And that's why it just reminded me of this. And then that's like, get excited yeah. that you're going to just learn who your God is, who your creator is. I'm here. Moving forward. Yeah, that Jesus teaches morals. That's one of his main teachings. But that's not all he came to teach us was just the, the morals of being a good person. But it's the heart of who he is. It's not just a moral program to, to tell us to be a better, to be, to be better people. Um, he's coming to do something for us that we cannot do ourselves to save us from our failure as a human race. So again, it's just more than him just teaching us how to be a good person. A lot of what we learn, read about in the story of Jesus, and I know we're, we're excited to keep moving forward in all the other chapters stuff. here and, and, and books of the New Testament, but is, is that, is to see how Jesus is the only one that can do these things. He is the only person that should, can truly live a sinless life. We all can just do our best. But just remembering that, that he is doing something far greater than just teaching us how to be better humans. He's actually the reason we're all saved if, again if you accept jesus and stuff but i just want to re re remind ourselves that emmanuel is god with us and that god is jesus and this god came to save us from sin the broken world you're still here doing your work to make this world a better place like god is still not done with this project of humanity the be loyal commentary like again he does a little bit more of the history where he's helping you really see the gap bridging the way you see that parallels to the Moses' stories with mm -hmm. Jesus and how God brought Jesus you know to to fix all of that to fix all of what Moses was trying to do with the Israel people and so the parallel stories that we've learned too and even through Tim stuff is that mm -hmm. Jesus was came here to fix kind of like a redo so let's start this whole yeah. all over because you know God picked up the Moses the Israel people to save and he did all these things but they failed them so he's like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna come back 
and create, you know, as Jesus, and I'm going to start over. I'm going to fix it and, and bring those who want to follow me. Sit with that more. That he said, you know, the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven, the the two sides of the same coin. They are the same thing. I went back into the Mary and Joseph. All that they went to of escaping, and the you know, Harold was going to kill all the babies. Like I think, yeah, but just yeah, like Tim goes into much detail of he. Can you imagine how it painting was? the picture of what yeah. life was really like back then? I feel like that's very important. Sometimes when you read the Bible, it, it allows you to get even more involved into the storyline, mm -hmm. what's happening. So he does a great job of painting what life was really like back then. Mary and Joseph probably thought like, God, where where are you in all this? And I think all of us can relate God, to that. this guy's like, gonna come and kill my son, I have to move over here, I have to travel yeah. 500 miles this way, then 800, you know, and so like, so we have here that Matthew wrote this story like this to show us that God is there. And he might be doing things we don't see or, or because it's not clinically how we want it to go or see. So I could not imagine what it was like for Mary to be taking care of this little child during all these travels, you know, they traveled on foot and on donkeys and stuff. They didn't have cars, and they're, tra you know, they're yeah. doing like and crossing over mountains and deserts and stuff. So, I don't know. Were you? Can you just imagine what life was really like back then? How scary, mm -hmm. and how much trust that they had to have in yeah. God. It was just, it's very insp inspiring. Yeah. So just a little side note here. Despite all evil, God is still working. He is trying to restore everything is what we were saying, that Jesus is Jesus is the answer. That's obviously what Matthew is really trying to portray. All again, him bringing in Old, Old Testament stuff to kind of get, show that Jesus is the answer, right? And so also I just thought show that, that was, God and all that stuff in the Old Testament was leading up to this moment. So God yeah. knew that this yeah. moment was going to come. And so that is also disempowering. So Jer Mary, Mary and Joseph listened to God, even though it wasn't something they felt made sense. So it's again a reminder to our own lives, you know, to trust, to, to trust in God's plan, even though we don't see it. Another thing that we learned was Matthew linked up Isaiah prophesied in that Messiah was the branch, the stick, and so in Hebrew, Nazare meant stick, which then eventually was translated into Greek. So again, if you think about it all, it made perfect sense because it was something prophesied back in about the branch, and here it is, we're seeing it, Nazare stands for stick. Isaiah prophesies the stick, this Messiah. And I thought that was just something, a fun little side note. I mean, everything molded, so every part of a story is helping us really see and identify and who is Jesus and what really did he come here to do and all these little details that Matthew put in, I think it shows a lot of that. Okay, just a few more notes here to end it out here, just remembering that during the hard times, God is with us and, Je and I feel like Jesus is evidence of that, like, and that's why He's the human form of God to remind us that he is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. So remember that during your hard times. So ending it out here, ending on chapter four. Evil is not the easiest thing to detect. Going back until even though I realized that on our journey of how deceitful the enemy can be, that it's really hard to see it. It's a mask of reality. And so even something can be seen as good. And I know Lloyd and I can attest for it. I'm pretty sure all of us have probably have evidence of something, but really deep down at the core of it, it's rooted in evil. It's not good, even though it looks it from the outside. Mm -hmm. So many people nowadays, they, they have tra uh, translated the devil to be this big, scary thing. Um, but reality is, he's not. Mm -hmm. He can be perceived as something very tempting and very good. And Michelle and I uh, can test for that too with our whole falling into the law of attraction stuff. Another thing here, a lot of people don't believe the devil and evilness really is a thing. And I think Matthew was trying to put in here to show that evil is real, and this is how you defend yourself in a sense. And that's how through I Jesus through the Jesus in the scriptures. So Jesus had to share this story with his disciples, and it really hit me. Why? Why did Jesus share this story? 
and what Michelle was saying, that he reiterated, because I think it's a very thing that I want you girls to kind of sit with, is that Jesus shared the story of him being tempted with all of his disciples because he too wanted them to go out and teach other people, knowing that Satan is real, the, the, the evilness in this world is real, and that this is how you're going to defend yourself. So he was preparing his disciples, but then therefore preparing all of us now in this age because yeah. we are all being every single day faced with new temptations in our life. And to me, that is all the, the enemy coming in and steering us away. So Jesus knew that. Jesus yeah. knew that we were all going to be tempted. And so I need to, he's like, I need to prepare them on how to defend themselves, knowing how sneaky this can be. Again, there's three parts kind of to the test. The first one is that we see, and this is, I think, with Lauren, I think can definitely relate to this and let us know down below if you can as well, but Satan first questions Jesus's identity. You can see in the, in the scripture that he's questioning totally who is Jesus. Like, if you are the son of God, so he's questioning, making Jesus so I think we all can relate to that. I think this is also why it's put in there is so that we all have moments when we question who we are. I know Lloyd and I have done that. We're kind of feeling, living here, that we're realizing who we truly are in Christ. And so I think all of us can relate to that. We all probably have moments of doubt, of questioning who we are. So another thing I made note of is that in law of the virgins, it's being tempted. I learned this from Tim, and I, I, I kind of say I agree, is that test is more of a of a correct word. word to use is because I think about it, we all have experienced tests, right? I like from school and stuff. And they're not made to be fun. They're made to be challenging and difficult. Again, so again, testing helps reveal the truth of who you are. You have, so like, have you been doing your work? And I think that goes back to like a lot of us, like why does God allow us to go through hard times? And I think this is also showing that. It's to see truly who, who are we are and where's our faith. Are we, still, are we still rooted in God and Jesus? Or have we left that? And so I think we just have to remind ourselves about that. So again, the test has showed Jesus who he is. So when we get tested, God is seeing who we are and where it's our heart and how humble. And it makes us become more humble, right? And Tim, is that the Bible in general, all the stories together, is really trying to reveal who God is and what he's trying to do. He's trying to save humanity. And his answer was, you know, was Jesus. And remember, when we doubt ourselves, it's pretty much what the evil is doing. And that's definitely the Lord. And I can look back and reflect it on ourselves when we're going through some of our troubled times is, you start doubt creeping in, and that's again what the enemy wants. They want to doubt who you are and then start doubting yourself and, and God. So again, we see Jesus being tested. Again, he uses scripture to fight back. Another thing that, that we learned from the, the testing here of Jesus was that regardless of your circumstances, your circumstances, what the struggle you're going through doesn't define who you are. God does that, and God is already defining you, you're his child, right? So just remembering that. And I feel like right. the enemy is going to make you really hone in on your circumstances and get so like, like look at God's life. Look, this, look this, at your life. Yeah, like, like who are God, you? Gosh, if God loves you, he wouldn't put you through that. Yeah. So I think he, the enemy Knows really holds in, holds in on your, your what's happening. The emotional life, side to of To make us, right? you start doubting. So just a side note to be wary of in your own life. Like, oh, no, yeah. that's the enemy trying to steer me. And then what he's trying to get across here is that our lives have a bigger meaning. And we're all part of a bigger story of God, right? You know, so we, got, we all are just one part of God's big story. So I Jesus is showing us yes, that, right? Yeah. You know, that there's more to meaning of life than just what you're going through. Remember, it's, it's all part of something. I also, again, in the other tests there about the, you know, the bread and stuff, I think it's also kind of reminding ourselves that God isn't just a genie. He's just not going to give us all these things. It's not really how it works and God, Jesus shows us that we can't really test God. We're not to ever really, well, we learned this from someone else, I can't remember where now, but you're not really, should ever really put God in a situation that he has to do something for you. 
even though he can do all these things, it doesn't really mean that we have to. to. We should never test God, or you can't. No one can no really one, test yeah. God, right? You know. And then the last test was again more of again with one back. It's more of a vision thing, as Lori was saying a little bit earlier, and that look at all this you can have. And I, well, I something think, that Lori back in our journey, we, we definitely fell for that. And that's why I think that- well, I think I also showed you with the enemy, teachers. he did two, the two, he did the same tactic pretty much in the first two temptations and going into the third temptation, the devil's like, okay, it's not working. I need to try it. And he comes in with a different tactic of like, look at all what I can give you. And so I think, again, that's to me was the new agey stuff that Michelle and I fell into. Like, oh, you're not getting stuff from over here, but look what I can give you. Oh, I, we're going to go there. But good news, guys, so, the good news is that Jesus passed the test. You know, he was the one that do it and the one that, could, that did it and, and, and that Jesus has power over evil. I think that's also how powerful. And even when we were reflecting back and watching a lot of other people's testimonials, when they said the name Jesus, just how they just felt like the negativeness leave, and so it just this is showing that Jesus is the power over evil. You have those struggles, doubts, temptations are real, but Jesus is also real yeah. too, and He is your answer to solve all of those. Exactly, things. and just realizing the last thing here is that we're all um, participating in growing God's kingdom. That's kind of how it ended out. Chapter four that Matthew was was, was showing here is that in his fishermen. He's that was what Jesus is doing, and that's what all all of us today are now to do. Is that we're supposed to go out and help grow God's kingdom, and that's one reason why Lori and I have done this here. What we're doing in this moment in our life, what we feel called of how we can help grow God's kingdom and help more people at least be open to seeing, see, uh, open to reading the Bible again and stuff. Lori and I aren't doing this to glorify ourselves, but to glorify God and to, to, learn to share a lot of truth, him. to be a different person. That's one other thing here I wrote is that when you truly accept Jesus, you truly are making commitment to be a different person. You know you cannot be like exactly like Jesus, but you truly want to do better and through his teachings, it's, we'll, we'll dive in more through a lot of that. In the next coming chapters, close your eyes. God, thank you for using the Holy Spirit through Michelle and I so we can deliver your message so people can hear more from you and have a relationship with you, our Father, our Creator. God, we praise you. All the glory goes to you. This is all you're doing and all your work. We praise you. Thank you for, again, this incredible gift here on earth and for the gift of everlasting life in heaven. Thank you, God, for guiding each and every single one of us here today, that we can feel more of your presence in our lives. The more we draw closer to you, the closer you draw to us. What a gift. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you so much, and we'll see you in the next one.